Howard Lindzen is the founder and general partner at Social Leverage. All opinions expressed by Howard and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Social Leverage or StockTwits. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for decisions. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. Knutsky. That's me. <laughs> Knut. What's your middle name? Ivan, but it's not written the Russian way. Bulgarian? Uh, no, it's written... Knut e- Ivan Jensen. Yeah. And who's Knut named after? After my granduncle. Do people call him K-Nut? I doubt it. <laughs> All right. Anything new on Netflix or anything? I haven't been watching it for the last few days. I'm just fascinated by the Vikings show. Oh, Vikings. I got to watch that. Okay. The pillaging. Yeah. Global pillaging. Global pillaging. I don't like COVID. All right. It's Friday. It's a good Friday. Just got back from church. A little blood of Jesus on me. You, I'm just going to offend people. You did? I don't mean to offend I, them, but I think some of the stupidest things are being said right now in religion. So I'm uh, raised Jewish, and, and, and so are my parents. So I'm Jewish and their grandparents and everything, but uh, some dumb things being said. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're, speaking of dumb things, Eddie does not say dumb things. So the reason I want Eddie, he's very level-headed. Eddie Elfenbein, crossing Wall Street, funny guy, lives in D.C., keeps the markets very simple. I want to check in with him to see uh, how he's thinking of the world. Just so witty. And I've been friends with him forever. So now that we've had this reprieve rally, or maybe the beginning of a new bull market, who knows? The time to check in with the Eddie Meister. Good idea. All right, so we'll call him first. Uh, he's a Koi Fin type of guy. I can see him using Koi Fin. And uh, since it's a market uh, segment, we're going to go with our portfolio company, Koi Fin, who sponsored uh, Panic with Friends. If you want to track and analyze what's happening in the current market turmoil, Koi Fin is your product. It's a web-based platform that lets you analyze stocks, ETFs, mutual funds, and other assets all in one place. I use it every day. Market's not open. It's open right now on my desk. It's like porn for me. I don't think they wrote that. <laughs> we could potentially edit that out. But We're not editing that no, out. Of course not. The price was right. Free. I use it every day. Coifin has a ton of high quality data, powerful functionality, and porn. Wait, and a clean interface. The best part is it's free. You can sign up with www.coifin.com. That's K-O-Y-F-I-N.com. And if you use the code KNUT, it's still free. So, and if you're plugging in the code for a free code on a free product, you may just not be smart enough to invest. Bull market or bear market. Let's get Eddie on the phone. Hello? The Elf. Hey. Hey-ho, Eddie. Hi, everybody. What's going on, my man? I, I just needed some calm wisdom today. <laughs> panic, run, and hide. No, Tell it's everything. post-panic. I didn't want to call you in the panic. You would have been too level-headed. We <laughs> wanted to whip up the market so I could buy when everybody listened and panicked. Well, I'll tell you, we just had the best week for the market since 1974. So I did that for you. Yeah, yeah, you were 40 and it was then. only 40? Well, you, were, you were 40 in 1974, weren't you? That's exactly right. Yeah, so you've seen everything. 
I've seen I've seen it all. Uh, you were in the Civil War. <laughs> I was. <laughs> all right. How old are you? Because it just sent. I sensed you just so much wisdom. You feel like ninety. How old are you? I'm fifty. Oh, you're younger than me. I know. Jesus, respect your elders. So, <laughs> <laughs> so are you in D.C.? I am in D.C. right now. And what's it? What, about. What's it like? It's, are you going to the next press conference? Have you been? Have you been? <laughs> it, it, it's so weird because I mean I've lived here for right. fifty years, and I mean like Pennsylvania Avenue, it's just deserted. I was down at Lafayette Square, which is across the street from the White House. It's absolutely deserted. I mean, hmm. no one's around. No cops, you, even like meaning. I mean, I see. I, there was some Secret Service, you know, because it's the White House. Mm-hmm. But I, and you do do see, you know, cops around. But I mean, you know, the traffic's always so bad. You can just fly up and down Connecticut Avenue. It's no problem. Interesting. And have you noticed a change in the city since uh, Grand Orange joined the? Yeah. Uh, have you? Uh, so, uh, since, since Trump, uh, yeah. I mean, D, you know, parts of D.C. are always D.C. Um, I think, you know, some of the uh, the media coverage, I, I think, has gotten it's it's more outwardly adversarial. But right. it's part of the regular D.C. Nah, they, they, they don't care who who's president. That's the uh, the deep part of the deep state. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got it. And so what were you doing? I mean, you're you're quarantined down. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I go out a little bit. I like to walk around. It's weird. I've, I've actually, this has probably been really good for my health. I know, me too. I've been eating better. You know, cook meals and uh, I've been running. I've been sleeping. I actually sleep. This is so weird. <laughs> so it's it's probably been, I probably have knocked off a couple pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. kind of relaxing, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's terrible what, what's, what's been going on. But as for me, you know, I, I've taken it in stride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My COVID poops have been like the healthiest things ever. You know, like, that's <laughs> the color that's just the seems to be news. right on. I don't know. Yeah. I, I take pictures and send it to my doctor, and he says, "Wow, COVID's been good to you." <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I see. I can do that with Eddie Canute. Don't be a pen. Don't be offended. Eddie and I go way back. So, have you seen anything like this? Obviously, market-wise, forgetting about pandemic, you and I are just going to mm. talk about the market. Have you seen anything sure. like this? No, I mean, there, this really is completely unparalleled. Uh, I mean, you, you, you know, people talk about the Depression, but I don't think that's a very good analogy. No. Because the, it, we're not just talking about the economy receding, a recession, or, or going to... I mean, we're talking about it's an ice age. The entire $20 trillion economy is has been padlocked. So it's and, $20 trillion? Tw- the economy's $20 trillion? The GDP is roughly that, yeah, or at least it was. <laughs> huh. And uh, when things, you know, and the net worth is about, <laughs> I think, $110 trillion, or if you prefer, 0.11 quadrillion. Yeah. Um, and, and it, you know, it's just everything has been shelved. It's been put on ice. Now, we know we're going to return at mm-hmm. some point, and there will certainly be a giant uptick. My fear is that, you know, we're going to drop from, you know, 100 to 68, and then we're going to go back up to, like, 93. We're not going back up to 100. That's what concerns me. Uh, you know, because so much, uh, you know, I, I, I'm in D.C. There's so many bars and restaurants. All these people, you know, they've lost their jobs. I mean, the bigger companies, yeah, they can tie people over. But a lot of these service sectors, people in travel, the, the thing is it's not 100% of companies are operating 
at 50% capacity, but it's like 50% of companies are, are operating at zero capacity. Yeah. So there's no, there's not going to be jobs to return to. That's sort of my fear. But what if everybody becomes a podcaster? Yeah. And three restaurants <laughs> sponsor everybody. The three remaining restaurants. See, I've got ideas. I like no one's that. Listening. <laughs> <laughs> so what would be? So so you you once a year. All right, hang on. I gotta go backwards because I haven't even introduced you. So so Eddie, give a little background on on yourself. Uh, my name is Eddie Elfenbein. I'm a uh, finance blogger and tweeter. I have newsletters that I do, and I have an ETF and uh, all around, you know, write about finance and investing and stuff like that. When did you get interested in the market? It's been oh, your only really? job. Has this been your only job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess when I was a kid, I think you know. I, I, there used to be something called newspapers. You would get like no actual way. physical copy. Yeah, swear to God. Nice. And uh, I remember, you know, just like reading the stock tables, and I just kind of Me thought too. it was a cool thing to do. Me too. And it was just something that pe- people did. And I get when I was a kid, you know, that's when that big bull market happened yeah. in the eighties. So yep. it was just you know, if that hadn't happened. I mean, the twenty years before that, that were just dead. And mm-hmm. so I was just thought it was something cool. And I, I, I like this sort of intellectual challenge that yeah. you're testing yourself against the market to see if you're right or if you're wrong. I find it endlessly fascinating enterprise. Who, do you remember your first brokerage account? Who it was with? Uh, it was through, through my parents had it. I don't remember the firm, but I bought three shares of ComSat at my father's uh, recommendation. Yeah, you should keep averaging in. You should just keep averaging <laughs> I think it is long <laughs> since gone. Oh, sorry. But I got the dividend check in the mail, uh-huh. and that was super cool to get, you know, a check yeah, in the mail. Yeah, it's quite efficient. Yeah, quite efficient. That's how, that's how our firm does it, everything in the mail. Yeah. We send everything <laughs> to P.O. boxes. You must have a P.O. box to do business with us. And well, uh, the, do you I, remember the first time you panicked? Um, since this I is never, your whole say, life. Yeah. I, yeah my whole, I can't say I never, I never actually panicked. Um, I did, you know, I was rash and I did, you know, silly things, but I can't say I ever yeah. absolutely. So panicked. what's the like, rashest thing you've ever done? Speaking of um, rash, Knut, will you check this out? It's a weird, it's a red, really bad rash. Yeah. yeah what is that a rash you think? I think so. Yeah. All right. Come back to that. So what's the rashest thing you, I don't know, that was just word association. It's been bugging me. Okay. And so what's the rashest thing you've ever done? Let me see. I went in, uh, in frontier airlines expecting a turnaround uh-huh. and that was, I, I got it at the worst time. It was like a month before they declared bankruptcy. I got absolutely wiped out. On they did that. turn around. They just accelerated into the ground. Yeah, exactly. You nailed it. The, uh, oh, isn't that the worst feeling? Yeah, it's it's terrible, but I mean, you know, ex, you know, uh, Mark Twain said that uh, good judgment comes from experience, and experience comes from bad judgment, Ooh. and that is how you learn. And speaking of Mark Twain and, and DC, I last night on Netflix I watched the Dave Chappelle Mark Twain uh, special. I looped it right. all together. Oh my fucking god, it was great! <laughs> did you see it? You got to watch I, it. On I did Netflix. not, but he is. He is from the area. Yeah, it was just, it was, you know, it just looped in all of DC and his, and his week there of uh, getting the uh, Mark Twain award. It's really well done. That's awesome. Yeah. He's a legend. So, so you've always lived in DC? 
Uh, not always, but almost always. So I, I spent a little time as a rookie broker in Boston. I went to uh, grad school up in Connecticut. So, but outside of that, almost always I've been in uh, in DC or the DC metro area. I've I've been in uh, Maryland, Montgomery County, PG County, North Virginia, and now I'm in the city. So I've been all over. And so, what's it like starting? I know when you started the ETF, maybe three years ago. That's right. Just had uh, our three and a half birthday. Okay. So and, and I went. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say I went from blogging about stocks and being an investor to actually being a real investor. My father, who's now 85, said, it's a good thing you didn't blog about MMA. So <laughs> now I've gone. Actually, Same thing. And, and it's a, uh, it, it really is a huge difference writing about it and then actually becoming a professional institutional investor. So it was quite a journey, quite an experience. And it's long only. So tell us about the fun. Yeah. So uh, what we did is I took my buy list. So what I had done is on my blog for a number of years, I did my annual buy list. So I did uh, 20 stocks. Don't change them. Just hold them for the entire year. At the end of the year, I changed just five, swap five in, swap five out. So I wanted to prove to people that you can be a buyer and hold investor and that is a way uh, to make money over the long haul. And, and our track record has been pretty good. So more and more people saying, is there a way I can invest in your buy list? And I always said, no. So then I uh, partnered up uh, with the folks at Advisor Shares. They've been wonderful partners. So then in September of 2016, we launched the ETF. I actually got to look up, a t I had to choose a ticker symbol which is something I've never done before. Huh. I think a lot of people- Did you go PORN like me? That's what I was doing. I was, no, I, oh. I, but I, I was able to get Crossing Wall Street had CWS was open. So oh. I got that. So it is long only. Now, the one change I had to make is because of the diversification rules. It's much easier if I expanded the list from 20 stocks to 25 stocks. Huh. So that was the one, one change we made in very technical uh, reasons about the SEC and having too much money in one position. Um, and that sort of did it. But yeah, it's the 25 stocks at the beginning of the year, buy and hold it, and we change it just once a year. And you change five companies once a year. That's right. Five in, five goes out. And so and how, how did it hold up during what, what, what was top, top to bottom, 40%, 30% drop? Uh, let me see. I no in the market. I, I mean, the market was. Yeah, like, oh, for, for the market was. Uh, uh, I believe it was thirty three point nine percent. Got it. What was the uh, S and P? And um, you know, we we've done what the, the the market. It just it tends to be a lower beta. I don't plan it that way. I'd huh. say it skews more towards high quality. So we've outperformed. Uh, and that's always tough to say to tell yeah. people. Yeah, we've got clobbered, but we've outperformed. Yeah. As odd as that sounds, that real because the beta is not symmetrical. So it, it, it is very important. A lot of times successful investing really involves keeping pace with the bull market and beating by a lot in the bear market. It sounds odd, but it is important. Yeah. And so you're having fun doing it? I love it. It's and you, you don't have to deal with the customers, right? Advisor shares deals with all that? Yeah, yeah. But I've been lucky that, I mean, I've just had a wonderful you know, group of people who have invested with me. Barron's, if you remember, maybe about two years ago, they did kind of a nasty piece on, on me 
I'm um, just saying, you know, I, I don't understand what's so special about this. And the shareholders were furious. Well, that's the only <laughs> way you were, can, that's the only, you're, you can't defend it. Only you're, the people yeah. that invest can. Right. And, and people were like, I can't believe they went. And the people were much angrier than I was. We've never had a share redemption, you know, a, a, the, the blocks of uh, 25,000 shares. We've only had share creations. We've never had a redemption in three and a half years. So also, in fact, there was one time. But theoretically, if I was going to, uh, the way I invest in the market is I wait. I mean, I would have. Like when I was buying all the companies a couple of weeks ago, I would have just bought CWS instead. You know what I mean? Like and yeah. treat yours as a defensive thing. So, so there's always 25 down shares. It's kind of cool. I kind of talked yeah. to you about it over the years. It's like, I do it, but I just don't want people yelling at me. I'd rather people just <laughs> yell at me and, and not have to worry that they're yelling at me about their money. Well, the, the thing is, you know, let's say if you have a high yield product, mm-hmm. people don't, you, if, if high yield has a great year, money will come pouring in if it has a bad year it'll go pouring out this is different because people believe in the product so it's very sticky we had one time i i don't know the rules on this but there was a change in ownership and advisory shares so there had to be a proxy vote sent to everybody who owns cws and apparently the proxy folks said they've never seen anything like cws because there are so many small shareholders and I really like that. I thought that was just that 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 made my day when I heard that. That it's not just people people believe in the product, and we really wanted to do something that you can't find on Wall Street. It's a completely different product from anything else, and it puts shareholders first. Yeah, and so people want to find out what's in it. They just have to come to your blog and just spend some time with you before they invest. They it's can just, they, absolutely free. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, and you have a great weekly e- email, I think. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah. Sent that out every yeah. uh, Thursday night, and we you know go over the stocks uh, on on the buy list. There are weird weird rules. I can't talk about um, the ETF. I can't write about it, but I, I'm allowed to write about the buy list. Which and is the twenty five stocks equal? It starts off equally uh, each year. So, so the we only we balance once year. a year. That's right. And what we say is uh, we we have to be careful on the legalese. It's not exactly the buy list step for step, but we go out of our way to recreate it as closely as possible. For example, we have to have a cash position of like 0.4%. Like literally we can't have any less and operate. But I mean, outside of that, yeah, it, it's, it's basically exactly what you see on the buy list. And then what are the fees? Uh, now, we were the very first one to have first ETF in the world to have a fulcrum fee. So I'll explain that what that is. It, it basically ha, ha, makes me have skin in the game. So if we beat the benchmark, then which is the S&P 500 total mm. return, then I get a little bonus. If we fall short of the benchmark, then the fee goes down. So the fee start, the neutral is 75 basis points. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I always forget the exact steps, but it goes up uh, basically at a 50 for one ratio of um, if, if we beat and how much goes to me. Um, and, and there's so, so, so like the steps are between like 0.69 and 0.81%. It says exactly in the prospectus. So if we are trailing the market, it, I definitely feel that that comes right out for me. But also, we've been beating the market, and that's uh, uh, counting fees. Hmm. So, uh, you know, we, we have been doing well. I, I know a lot of people think 
oh, they, you know, they want to be into indexing. I understand that. I have nothing against indexing, but we're trying to beat the market. This is a kind of an old-fashioned stock picking. And uh, Yeah, I love it. If I was going to do it, I mean, that's the way I do it. And, and has it changed the way you enjoy the market now managing other people? Yeah, I love it. I, I, I love it. And, and just knowing that I've had, uh, I think we, we peaked at, it's still very small. It's around 20 million. Uh, but just, you know, we started from nothing and people have believed in us and we've grown and grown and grown. And fortunately I've been, you know, just had many wonderful supporters and, uh, you know, people just say, I, you know, I, I love what you do and I believe in it. And that really is, uh, brings and makes me happy. Yeah. And people can check the ticker every, they can follow it all day or every day. That's right. Yeah. And then, um, and so you're writing rest of the time. And then so what going forward, what like ha- having like, it's just funny because everybody's got an opinion. And so I'm not looking for like opinion, opinion. I'm just looking for like in, 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 a, in a perfect world where the virus lifts and we're out in the streets, June one and restaurants are open and uh, Knut and I are holding hands and, and he, he can actually touch the rash on my leg um, it's a beautiful without thing. a glove. Yeah, right now it's not the same. He has to put on a glove to look at my rash. <laughs> but in, in a perfect world, well, that's all unreal. <laughs> where you can unsee that. Oh, uh, the wh- how has America changed? I mean, it, you know, it's still even even in the best case scenario, there are still concerns about you know professional sports and large gatherings and weddings and you know, uh, church and synagogues, you know, when you get lots and lots of people together. So even at the best scenario, we're, we're not exactly how this is going to affect people. Also, particularly with older folks that we know are much more susceptible. And so this is going to, you know, fall across different industries. The travel industry is geared towards retirees. How is that going to, you know, snap back? A lot of things, you know, school kids and a lot of things that, that you look at, you know, um, you know, McDonald's, they're going to be fine. Target, that, you know, those kind of companies, they're going to be fine. 3M, they'll be okay. But there are other things that I'm more concerned about. It will take more time. Once we get a vaccine, then, then things will get a lot better. But also people know that um, there will be something else. There will be a next one. Maybe it'll be in five years. Maybe it'll be in 20 years. But it's something that is part of our reality in a globalized world. And so if you could do a do because you only do it once a year in this a pandemic. So what was the company that in your portfolio that just got fucking poliaxed? Uh, let me see a couple. Uh, one that I love got actually collaborated is Aflac. So it's supplemental insurance. Huh. The duck stock. Uh, great company. I really, I really love. They actually rebounded. They're up something like six. Well, because they have leverage, they'll rebound. But like, so what? Like, what right. was the drawdown from the top? Oh, it was. Um, it was well over fifty percent. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it was sixty or seventy percent. And why and, insurance? Okay, well, obviously, just because of the crazy uh, outcomes potentially. Yeah, and it's it's supplemental leverage. insurance, which is people at the workplace. Also, it, a, a very large percent of their business comes from Japan, and there were concerns. You know, everything broke out in Asia at first, okay. so everything just fell apart and happened very quickly. Mm-hmm. Now, the company is—it's closely owned. It's run by the Amos family, and I've been really impressed by them. So, I remember in 2011 they had the earthquake and tsunami in Japan, and you know there are all these concerns that Aflac is going to be in serious trouble. And the CEO says, "Look." 
This is what we do. No, he doesn't sound we like plan that. For he doesn't sound like that. Well, no, he doesn't sound like that. First, he had a sake in his hand, for Christ's sake. No, no, they're, they're, they're oh, from didn't? Georgia. Oh. They're, they're, uh, well, uh, he definitely didn't sound like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so the CEO did what? Well, he just said, look, this is what we plan for. We're an insurance company. We plan for yeah, hello. At Monday morning, 9 a.m., this is what they're thinking about when, you know, the crap hits the fan. And yeah. in many ways, I think you know, the same thing happened this it was time, an opportunity. So they, what a bummer. You couldn't yeah. re, uh, re, I know, I know. you couldn't they, have a special COVID Eddie Elfenbaum interference. Uh, yeah, emergency bounced, broadcast uh, portfolio, uh, one time, uh, COVID rebalance. Okay. And what was they, another one that hit the shitter? Oh, let me see. Well, I guess I also have Disney. That's gotten absolutely. Popular. You know, uh, I, it got pounded for me and I was a try. I mean, I know I should have cut it earlier. I just sold it. And because I think the world's changed, meaning I'm not giving up. I just think there'll be better ideas for me. So that was an mm-hmm. example of one for me, Eddie, where I'm like, okay, 106. I think the, I think 105, 104, I was selling it this week. And, and I'm like, all right, listen, there's so many ideas now that I love. I, can, I can't own anything. And that's the one where I'm like, you know, maybe parents will just keep taking their kids. It's just but like, it just feels like it's too conglomerated for a post-COVID <laughs> world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, no, I, to- I totally get what, what you're saying. And I feel especially frustrated because I, you know, I, I, I do it once a year. I felt I got it at exactly the right time. We had a great, you know, beginning of the year. And then just with all the trap, all the parks, everything, you know, the movie theaters, all that's going to uh, hurt Disney. But on the plus side, the uh, the streaming business is just crushing it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I just think... They're in the middle of, of like if, like you just said, the world can't completely come back to normal. And that hurts at Disney more than most. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what's one that's held up the best, like that surprised you? Uh, I own uh, the spam folks, Hormel. That's actually up for the year. Right. Great, great. Uh, well, yeah, great now business. they have, they can crush up uh, old people and just put it in that's there. That's right. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Their yeah. Go down. Exactly. I mean, no one exactly. knows what's in that canoe. No, who, who, who knows? Their know, inventory costs are dropping. I've seen Soylent Green. I know how it works. Yeah, come on. You've seen the uh, crying you know, game. But a lot of good, you know, uh, defensive companies. P- people always uh, need to be aware of what kind of stocks. And Hormel's a classic defensive company, which huh. means when uh, when the world goes bust, it tends to do well. Well, I think. Uh, that's so interesting because Clorox, same thing. But really what Clorox, we learned in this thing. world is digital became a defense stock. If you look at like That's Cloudflare, right. uh, mm-hmm. Slack, well, not Slack because Microsoft's Microsoft a little bit, um, Outperformer, Zoom, 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 Zoom uh, Teladoc, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really interesting that now the next – the ne- and everybody's going to have hindsight bias for a hundred years over this. So it's going to screw up the market. My big thing is it's just going to screw up all business because we're all going to have to fucking create a model for COVID and it's not going to happen mm-hmm. for 30 years. You know what I mean? And you can't model right. it because we don't know what government's going to be. We, don't, we know. don't know what the government's going to look like in 30 years. The next time it comes around, you know? And, and you know, the thing is with, with modeling, you know, there's a phrase, you know, garbage in garbage out. Mm-hmm. We just don't know a lot of the statistics. Yeah. And, you know, people are talking about, you know, there's a difference, a person dying 
with COVID or a person dying because of COVID. Hmm. Uh, and a lot of these are question marks. We don't know exactly what's going on. Yeah. We're, we're almost certainly going to have second and third wave break breakouts. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be able to jump on top of that as soon as we know about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's, as far as mine, it's a, it's a different reality. We just don't know how it will work. Well, that's why I wanted to put the rash on the record in case I, I die. I think someone should just post-mortem. Check the rash. <laughs> I took some pictures of it earlier. It'll be fun. <laughs> so, uh, and then, so what do you do to humor yourself? I mean, you're, you're single. I, I, I am single. I'm on uh, Twitter. I, uh, I have a lot of, uh, entertainment being on Twitter uh-huh. and, and the following, following there is always fun. And the blog, stuff like that. Uh huh. And, um, and what about you for travel? Are you going to be the first guy out or are you going to be because you're, you're successful? You're like, ah, I'll wait. I, well, I, I love to travel. And that's really one of my passions. I love doing that. So that's sort of going to be uh, put on ice for, for a while. Hopefully, I'm, I'm thinking maybe by this summer I can, uh, I can do some traveling. Uh, and even if I get bored, I may just go, say screw it and go on a uh, on a road trip. <laughs> the odd thing about the whole COVID is I've been able to reconnect with friends, you know, people you see every every few months, and uh, been able to keep in touch with people who I don't normally talk to so much, just because we're all trapped inside. So I've enjoyed that. And you think you're more macro or micro? Uh, I'm more micro. In fact, I, I'm, I, one of the good things about my style of investing is, you know, I don't need to predict the economy. I'd rather look at companies and what they're doing. I think it's a big uh, mistake for a lot of investors who, what I do is that I call it investing from 30,000 feet. Hmm. So they just want to talk about the president or the Federal Reserve I was like, God, that's just not that important in finding an outstanding company. That's just not that important. But people want to talk about that. So I get emails every week. Oh, is Trump going to ruin the economy? Are the Democrats going to ruin the economy? Like, you know. Look for good companies. And so where do you start your research? How do you build your list? I've, uh, w- what I do is I have, I have uh, two lists. I have my watch list. That's probably about 100 names. I'm guilty in letting it get too big. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are companies I know that are good companies. I know something about, but I, I can't say I'm an expert about. Mm-hmm. And I use that as kind of the minor leagues for the buy list. And if one of those has sort of dropped down for, I think, a transient reason, then I'll, uh, I'll add it. Or there's something about it that I, uh, that very impresses me with their business model. I think they have a strong mode. I like the product. I like the management. Uh, something like that. that. That sort of is my uh, the training ground. And then at the end of the year, I'll see if I can promote one of those uh, to, the, to the regular buy list. And you take five off based on what do you think? That's a, it's always a tough one. What I say is I sell when it's no longer the company I thought it was. So very often there'll be a merger or an acquisition. I really dr- drives me nuts when a great company does a bad merger idea or they're bought out. Sometimes it, 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 ha- it happens uh, for me. So I, um, almost certainly, you know, one or two companies will be like that. Or they just hit a, a patch of business and I realized that these guys were not 
who I thought they were. The business is sliding, and then I will pull the plug. Uh, I sold Microsoft stupidly because I thought Me it was too. overpriced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still kicking myself about that yeah, one. Yeah, I sold it. I remember them like one one ten. Just like, all right, I got enough tech, and this is not good enough. And I and I got it. At, at a great time. I really got it at, at a perfect time, uh, right when uh, Balmer had left. Right. And All that's right. when it took off. The uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. So CWS is the uh, symbol. Uh, crossing Wall Street. Easy to find Eddie Alphambino on Twitter. And um, I really appreciate you t- the, taking the time to uh, panic with friends. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure talking to you, Howard. All right, buddy. Okay, take care. Eddie, keeps it simple. You know, I get so many questions during the day, and I I always refer people to Eddie because it's like maddening how simple he keeps it. It's not perfect. It's just company up. You can't worry about the economy. You see what I said? Like, he's diversified. Affleck's down 60%. I mean, you're not going to, you can't, no one's perfect at this. No, exactly. But it's a a good simplified product he has. Yeah, it's, I like it. it's and I think anybody can build their own portfolio. You got to realize that you're going to have one or two a year that just fart all over themselves, just barf. And uh, if you can't make, you know, Eddie's just there's no perfect strategy. Once a year he rebalances. So I wanted people to like hear from someone who just keeps a cool head. He's not managing billions of dollars. He's building his own business at twenty million, and uh, um, so hopefully that helps people. But easy to find, you know, easy to follow on the internet. Always funny. Uh, very engaging, um, longtime community member. So I hope people enjoyed that. Panic with friends. We'll be back with another one soon. Canute, you have a special COVID PSA announcement? Yes, I do. All right, take it away. It's almost impossible to find protective COVID gear these days, not just for you and I, but also for the big buyers. Even state governments can't get their hands on PPE supplies. Through my best buddy Stein back in Norway, I know of a large Chinese supplier of FDA-approved gear that's ready to supply big quantities. So if you know someone in need of critical PPE supplies, please have them email me at this address, covid.stein at gmail.com. That's C-O-V-I-D dot S-T-E-I-M at gmail.com. And I'll give them all the info they need. Just so you know, Panic with Friends is not making any money from this. This is purely a way for us to help put people in contact with each other. It's social leveraging at its best.